Hello, and thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. As you know, we put in a ton of time and effort to make each of our shows as valuable as we can. If you find the information useful, please share this podcast with a friend by emailing it to them or sharing this on the social media site of your choice. According to Pew Research, 10,000 baby boomers are reaching the retirement age of 65 every day. And with Americans living longer, retirement can sometimes last longer than working years. So what's critical is not to make mistakes. Yet many retirees make mistakes time and time again. So today we're going to cover 10 of the major retirement mistakes that people make. So hopefully you can learn from these and put yourself in a better position during retirement. So let's get started. The first mistake that many retirees make is retiring too early. Currently, for many baby boomers, The full retirement age, according to Social Security, is around age 66. Now, there's a lot of confusion with this. What this means is if you decide to collect Social Security starting at 62 or any time before your full retirement age, if you work full-time and make too much money, your Social Security benefits can be reduced. Now, while many Americans are aware of that, what they're not aware of is just how much Social Security benefits go up. What's magical about that full retirement age is all that it means is beyond that age, you can make as much money as you want and Social Security benefits will not be reduced. But actually, the Social Security benefits go up at a rate of about 7% per year for every year you postpone drawing through age 70. So postponing leaving work and delaying collecting Social Security benefits can have a dramatic effect on your retirement income. The other thing to consider is Medicare benefits begin at age 65 and health insurance costs for someone who gets individual health insurance prior to becoming eligible for Medicare will sometimes suffer from sticker shock. So before you give your notice, make sure you sit down with your financial advisor and make sure you understand what the costs are and what the sources of income are going to be so that you're well prepared. One other suggestion, make sure you do a thorough analysis of Social Security benefits. This is especially true with couples. A lot of people don't understand how Social Security benefits work and how survivorship benefits work. So depending on if you're working or not full-time, what your income levels are, whether or not you're going to suffer a reduction of Social Security benefits if you start taking it too early. The other thing to consider on survivorship benefits, most people don't realize that the bigger of the two spouses' checks ends up becoming the survivor check. So sometimes delaying receiving that check not only increases the Social Security amount for that person, it also increases the benefits that are received by the surviving spouse. Now, just to give you an example, a few years ago, I worked with a client who was really having a hard time making ends meet. And in going through her situation, I discovered that she was widowed long before she reached retirement age. Her husband was a professional, made a pretty good income, but died at a fairly young age. I asked her when she applied for Social Security benefits, was she getting survivorship benefits through her deceased husband, or was she getting it through her own benefits through Social Security? Well, she said she didn't know that she could get benefits through her husband, so we had her go back to the Social Security office and find out if she was eligible. As it turned out, she was eligible under her husband's Social Security benefit and was able to get about $300 more per month. 
Now, this individual was well into her 70s. She also was eligible to get back pay for all those years that she missed those payments, and it resulted in thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So it is really critical that you understand what those benefits are and how to maximize those benefits. And if you go to our past shows, you should be able to find a show about Social Security benefits and understanding how to apply for them. Or work with your financial advisor and make sure they're in communication with the Social Security office with you and help you weigh through those benefits to make intelligent decisions on what's going to help you maximize your benefits throughout your retirement. The next mistake many retirees make is underestimating the cost of medical expenses. In May of 2012, Fidelity Investments released a report where they estimated that a typical couple retiring at 65 today will need $240,000 to pay their future health care costs, assuming one spouse lives to 82 and the other lives to 85. So health care costs, whether you're retired or not, can be a big part of anybody's budget. So you want to make sure you adequately plan for this. This is especially true for those retiring before they become eligible for Medicare. Many people retire and they misunderstand what their true health insurance costs are. Sometimes they might assume that what they're paying through payroll deduction for their share of the health insurance cost is the entire cost. The other thing that they might make an assumption is that health insurance may be there for the asking. If you have to apply for individual health insurance, you could be rated or perhaps not even qualify for the benefits. Now, while you're eligible to continue on through the employer program through COBRA, the employer can pass the entire cost along to you along with an additional 2% to cover administration expenses. And if you don't understand this ahead of time, it could result in sticker shock and some regrets that you may be retired a little bit sooner than you were ready for. The other thing to consider is the cost of long-term care. If this were to happen to you or your spouse, would you be able to cover the cost of that? Where would the resources come? Where would you like to receive the care if the care is needed? Would it be in the home? Would it be in a different type of setting, such as a community-based care facility, such as assisted living or nursing home? Again, these are things you should be sitting down with your financial advisor and make sure you've considered these things. doesn't necessarily mean you're buying insurance, but understanding where the resources are going to come and what the plan is if this were to impact you and or your spouse. Now, the next mistake I want to cover happens all the time, and that's taking the potential for longevity too lightly. When I talk to people about, hey, what are we going to do when you're in your 80s or 90s, the common response that I get is, oh, I'm not going to live that long. I'll be gone long before then. Yet, if we look on golf courses today in the middle of the afternoon during the work week, we'll see a lot of seniors in their 80s, sometimes even 90s, playing golf. Also, if you go to some of these assisted living facilities, you see people that are in their 80s, 90s, sometimes in their hundreds. We've had a past guest on our program that went around the country interviewing centenarians. And I remember one that he interviewed. He interviewed her when she was 106 or 107 years old, and she had retired as a pediatrician at age 102. So people are definitely living much longer, and you may live in retirement longer than you are working. Now, according to the Social Security Administration, if you're 65 and you're a man, you have a 40% chance of living to age 85. If you're a woman, a 53% chance. And recently, the Society of Actuaries published a report 
which said half of 1,600 respondents between ages of 45 and 60 underestimated their projected life expectancy. And that was in the article, Americans Clueless About Life Expectancy, Bungling Retirement Planning. And that appeared in the August 10, 2012 Forbes.com article. And I know from the many clients I've worked with through the years, probably one of the biggest fears in retirement is running out of money. So you want to make sure you have enough money to last as long as you do. Now that brings us to the mistake of withdrawing too much each year. If you have a diversified portfolio, a lot of experts will say you should be safe at somewhere between a 3 and 5% withdrawal rate. Now, if you have money in CDs that are currently yielding less than 1%, you already have a problem because you'll need to dip into principal in order to sustain that amount of withdrawal. And let's face it, if you're dipping into principal, you're going to have less interest next year, more of a need to withdraw, more of principal. And it's a snowball effect that is not going anywhere pretty. A lot of times we don't learn from our mistakes in history, but I remember back in the 90s when the market was doing real well, people were assuming they could draw 7, 8, 9, 10% a year and still have enough money. I think of one client that I had that retired during that time frame who was withdrawing 8% on his money, and then the market crashed. Well, he had lost half his retirement between withdrawals and market correction within just a couple short years, and he was in great danger of running out of money. And one of the biggest problems was, as the market was going down, his withdrawals were not. So when he started out by drawing 8%, so let's just say, for example, he had 100000 and he's drawing $8,000 on that hundred grand. If the market went down 50%, he now has $50,000. And if you're withdrawing $8,000 on a $50,000 balance, you're now withdrawing 16%. So sometimes people call this a sequence of events can have a tremendous negative impact on your returns. So assuming high rates of returns and high withdrawal rates, because the market goes up and down and the dollar amount that you're drawing out is fixed or increasing, you got to make sure you're taking a small enough amount that you can weather the storms of the volatility in the market. Again, this is something your real wealth advisor can make sure that, number one, you're in investments that have the potential to sustain the withdrawal rate that you're taking. Well, going back to my client's story, he came to me when his accounts were down 50% from where they were at when he retired, and he was still retired drawing these large amounts out. Well, my first advice to him was, you need to go back to work, and we need to repair these retirement accounts. And it took about eight or nine years before his retirement accounts were repaired sufficiently that he was able to go back into retirement. And now we have a more realistic withdrawal rate that should be able to sustain a comfortable lifestyle for him and his wife for the rest of their lives. Fortunately, there was enough time left and he was able to get back to his old job so that he could repair his retirement. So that brings us to our next mistake, which is ignoring tax efficiency and fees. You know, a lot of times you read articles or you talk to your financial advisor and we all talk about the importance of diversification. And sometimes diversification only means diversifying between stocks, bonds, and other types of investments. A lot of times, people don't look at diversifying how things are going to be taxed. Well, today, we have many different ways to invest that are taxed in many different ways. For example, capital gain rates are traditionally more favorable than ordinary income tax rates. 
However, typically, capital gain rates are only enjoyed by investing in things like stocks and real estate, where in retirement, those could be a little bit more volatile than you're comfortable with. But having some of your portfolio that enjoys a more favorable rate as part of an overall investment strategy can work for a lot of people. Then we have things like Roth IRAs that can be income tax-free along with municipal bonds. Then we have tax-deductible IRAs that come out taxable when we draw the money out. We also have things like tax-deferred annuities. So there's a lot of different ways that you can plan your retirement income strategy to create an efficient way of drawing those retirement accounts out. Many Americans just make the mistake of just drawing money out as they need it without much regard to what those taxes might be. Another thing to consider is fees. Most people don't realize embedded in 401k plans there are additional reporting costs because 401ks have to file returns similar to a tax return each and every year. A lot of those costs are passed on in the form of higher fees within the 401k plan spread out among the people that are benefiting from it, the participants. So if you've left your job and are no longer contributing to the 401k, you might be better suited by rolling that money that was in your 401k to a lower cost investment in an individual retirement account or IRA. One other side note is when you have money in a 401k, you're working through your past employer. And I've seen good stories and not so good stories when it comes to service. So when you need to access that account, you have another layer to go through, not only the investment where the assets are held, but through your past employer. And sometimes there can be delays depending on the workload of the individual that's taking care of that plan. Now we're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we'll continue with some of the big mistakes that people make in retirement. This copyrighted program and its contents is given with the understanding that neither the hosts, guests, nor station render legal, medical, accounting, tax, or other professional advice. The information and opinions expressed here are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendation for any individual situation or security. For specific assistance, you should seek the services of a competent professional. To learn about a specific investment option, ask your Real Wealth Advisor for a prospectus. Please read the prospectus carefully about the fees, expenses, and risks before investing. Real Wealth Advisors offer security and investment advisory services through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered investment advisor, PO Box 64284, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55164. Real Wealth Advisors and Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated are not affiliated entities. This is Real Wealth Weekly on the Real Wealth Advisor Network. Having a conversation with your child is like putting money in the bank. For example, every time you ask your child... So, how was your day? You've just added to your conversation trust account. And when you say to your child... Good job, son. You get double deposits. And the more you ask, the more you put away. And it's good advice... To <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's good advice to have... Stop that! And it's good advice to have little chats with your child as often as you can. Thank you. Because someday, when they're teenagers, it may pay off big dividends. Dad, can I ask you something? Give your family everything. Give them your time. Thanks, Dad. I think you're right.
Welcome back as we're covering the 10 biggest financial mistakes that people make in retirement. And right now, with all the uncertainty and volatility in the marketplace, one of the mistakes that we're seeing more and more often is completely avoiding market risk. And while investing in things like stocks and bonds may seem too risky, well, there's also a great risk when you're too safe. Let me explain what I mean by that. For example, if you have money in a CD, and let's say you have a half a million dollars in a CD, and you're earning a half a percent of interest, well, that's $2,500. If it costs you $30,000 a year to live, and you're withdrawing that additional $27,500 that you need, well, you're dipping into principal, and you're going the wrong direction. So what's key is you have an investment strategy that takes into account that risk, not only an investment risk, but also the risk of not earning enough money to cover your needs and balancing that out with a strategy that puts you in the best position to have your money last as long as you do. Another big mistake a lot of retirees make is retiring with big debts. I see this happen too often where a client feels as though they deserve something now that they reach that magical retirement age and they buy themselves perhaps a second home that they really can't afford, or a brand new vehicle that they always wanted, but figured, well, until I retire, I'm going to put this off and then make that purchase. And a lot of times they'll make those purchases without understanding the consequences. This doesn't mean you can't have a second home in retirement or can't have a nice new vehicle, but you want to make sure you go into that with both eyes wide open. Also, how would you pay for that purchase? You know, it may make sense sometimes considering making payments over time in today's low interest rate environment rather than taking a lump sum out of a retirement account, which could put you in a higher bracket and make the cost of that vehicle much more expensive. So be proactive and not reactive and discuss this with your real wealth advisor beforehand. Another mistake we see too often is putting college cost before retirement cost. Let's face it, we all love our kids and we want the best for them, but when they finish college, they got their whole lives in front of them and may even have an opportunity to make more money than you did through their career, being in a much better position to pay for their college education than you might be. College kids have the benefit of financial aid, and there is no financial aid program for retirement. There are no retirement loans. So try to refrain from touching your home equity or your IRA to pay for education expenses. The other thing to consider when funding college education, a lot of people use 529s. And the big advantage of 529s is you can pull money out of those accounts for college income tax-free. And I see a lot of people contributing to those that are not fully maxing out their IRAs. And let's face it, we can do a Roth IRA and take money out income tax-free just like a 529 for our kids' college education. But unlike a 529, if we get to the point where our kids are in college and maybe we don't quite have enough money put away for retirement and we're a little bit behind the eight ball, well, we have a choice to let our kids maybe look at things like financial aid and student loans and we can keep that money in our retirement account and still draw it out income tax-free for retirement. With the 529, while we might be able to hold that back and use it for ourselves, not only are we going to have to pay taxes, but there will be a 10% penalty on the earnings. So make sure you consider Roth IRAs first because they give you more options and choices. That doesn't mean a 529 plan shouldn't be explored, but 
if you're not fully on pace for where your retirement goals are going to take you, consider funding a Roth IRA prior to funding a 529. That brings us to the ninth mistake, and that is retiring with no plan or investment strategy. We see this happen all too often. Sometimes emotions get there where you just can't wait to retire, and you figure, well, you know what, things will just work out. Make sure you've planned this out. If we talk about all the other mistakes that people make, they're all kind of symptoms of this mistake. They don't anticipate what the cost might be. They don't anticipate what inflation might be. They don't fully consider their ability to sleep at night with the investments that they make. And they don't know what type of investments they should be in to realize their retirement goals. And planning for retirement and knowing what your investment strategy is cannot happen too early. I've always heard the saying, begin with the end in mind. Have a plan. Write it down. You know, most people spend more time planning for a vacation, which might last two weeks, than they do planning for their retirement, which may last 30 years. And this brings us to the last mistake, which I think is the biggest mistake, and that is going it alone. For most people, when they retire, it's their one shot at it. So you might as well get it right. And if it's your first time going through a retirement process, why not hire a professional who's helped maybe hundreds of people retire successfully? And they've seen the mistakes that others have made, and they can share those with you so you don't make the same mistakes. They can be your retirement coach. They can help keep you on pace. They can keep you abreast of changes in the tax law, changes in the marketplace, and keeping you current and in step with your retirement goals. Let's face it, retirement's supposed to be the golden rules. Do you want to be a financial expert, a tax expert, an insurance expert? There's no reason for you to try to do all these things on your own. You should be enjoying retirement, not worrying about those things. I sometimes kiddingly tell my clients, I lose sleep so you don't have to. So make sure you've got a well-thought-out retirement strategy and you've sat down with your real wealth professional and have mapped this all out. And the more thoughtful time you put into this, the better your retirement's going to be, the more successful it's going to be, the less stressful it's going to be, and the better you're going to be able to sleep at night. And let's face it, this is retirement planning, not retirement planned. It's something you should be sitting down with your advisor on a regular basis to make sure you're staying current. So happy retirement to all. Thanks for joining us this week. And tune in again next week as we explore another phase of the real wealth process. And remember, if anything you heard in today's show you'd like to get more information about, contact your real wealth advisor. Also, if you feel that any of this information will be helpful to a friend or family member, just click the Forward to a Friend button. This copyrighted program and its contents is given with the understanding that neither the hosts, guests, nor station render legal, medical, accounting, tax, or other professional advice. The information and opinions expressed here are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendation for any individual situation or security. For specific assistance, you should seek the services of a competent professional. To learn about a specific investment option, ask your Real Wealth Advisor for a prospectus. Please read the prospectus carefully about the fees, expenses, and risks before investing. Real Wealth Advisors offer securities and investment advisory services through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered investment advisor, PO Box 64284, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55164. Real Wealth Advisors and Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated are not affiliated entities. This is Real Wealth Weekly on the Real Wealth Advisor Network.
thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. We've got additional information and links in our show notes, which you can click on to learn more. If you have any questions about any of the topics covered or would like to learn more, you can go to our website, www.myprisminsurance.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. Call us at 951-243-2800 or email me directly at prob at myprisminsurance.com. The email is in the show notes as well. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in and have a wonderful week.